hello there. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Movies. Talking Movies? Movie bollocks, more like. Um, so, yes, indeed, here you are for Movie Bollocks. It's been a little bit of a while. I've been watching some movies, been a bit busy. Not so it's taken me a while um, to get all of these ramped up. That's because I haven't had a hernia, broken hand or COVID to deal with. Been a little bit busy, but anyway, you don't hear about that, do you? You want to hear about this long list of movies and TV and um, and what I think. Or I mean, I'm presuming that's why you're listening or you're, you're on the lookout for, you know, maybe you recognise... Something in the description, although, although I'm more and more realising that people do not read podcast descriptions at all, which is fair enough, fine, unless you refer them to it. So I'm going to refer you to the description of this podcast. Before we even start, every movie, every TV programme is listed in the description. So go there and you will, you know, you'll be able to find the movie or TV programme that you want to watch or make sure that you avoid. Hey, who knows? Right, here we go. First up, it is... Gold! Always believe in it. It's Gold movie of the same Spandau Ballet name. Um, basically, this stars um, R. Bats. See what I did there? Yes, Robert Pattinson. Um, it's a it's a small sort of two hander, three hander movie. Um, it's set in a dystopian future, and two guys find a big. Uh, nugget of gold in the desert realise they need to be able to dig it out somehow and what happens from there on Um, not many surprises a lot of worthy acting going on Um, some pretty pretty cool cinematography I have to say Um, an ending which is you know I don't know shrug of the shoulders from me kind of sort of you know what it's like when a movie tries to do a twist and you think, oh, right, okay, well, I was kind of thinking that. Anyway, it's all right, not bad. Five out of ten, stick that on the poster. Hey, whoa! Um, if you're an Pats fan, check it out. And if you're not, obviously, don't. So, that's the first one out of the bag. Next up, Encounter. Now, um, this is on Amazon Prime. Don't know where you find gold, by the way. Just have a search around. Um, It's an Amazon original. It stars Riz Ahmed, who I've got an immense amount of time for because he's in one of my all-time favourite comedies, um, which is Four Lions. He, for me, is rarely in anything shit. He was in uh, The Power of Metal. um, And in this, um, he plays a father who is getting his boys away from a perceived threat. I don't want to give too much away because it is one of those movies where there is, you know, a certain amount of threat in it and reveal, etc. Um, I really enjoyed it. I it, it kind of ran out of steam a little bit for me. And it's, it's for, I think it's one of those classic movies. It's an hour and 48 minutes long. And if it had been an hour 30, hour 35, I think it would have been spot on. Um, 
But, you know, that's my complaint with most films, that they're just a little too baggy. Um, and I, 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 again, I don't want to give away too much threat. I'd certainly say that the IMDb rating of 5.8 is, I mean, yeah, I would give it a, I'd give it a six, I reckon. Um, certainly worth checking out. I think some people will get more of it out of it than others. Um, and Riz Ahmed is incredibly watchable, as always. So, um, uh, and in case you're wondering if there's any background noise yet, that, that is... A police helicopter. Hey, how cool is that? It's like living in some sort of Mad Max movie. Well, let's face it, that's the way the world's going, isn't it? Anywho, the rhythm method, which, funnily enough, I have um, failed to um, uh, to get the um, uh, to get the page up on. Um, uh, IMDb. So bear with me a second because I I just want to get the stars. Uh, my error, the rhythm section. Um, I really enjoyed this and I kind of still can't put my finger on why. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it definitely weird. Um, well, no, it not weird. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just odd. Okay, so it stars Blake Lively. Um, who is awesome in the lead role? She really is, um, and uh, you know, it, it, again, there's a certain amount of um, what's the word? Uh, revenge involved in this movie. Um, really enjoyed it. There is um, an unexpected um, appearance by Jude Law, who uh, has quite a major role in the film. Or rather, a major role in the in the plot and the development of it, but not a major acting role. But when he is in it, I think the film is at its best because it's it allows him and Blake Lively bounce off each other. Um, and I wouldn't normally give a shout out in a movie to a car chase, but there is a car chase in it. Now, bear in mind, Blake Lively is playing a woman who basically wants to get revenge on the terrorists who blew up her parents. And um, long story short, she gets on that path. She ends up in a car chase, but it's brilliant because she's in a car chase and she doesn't know how to be in a car chase. And the camera is in the car with her. So it's it's kind of like you feel like you're um, you feel like you're kind of uh, being it feels like being chucked in a washing machine as you're sort of thrown around in the car with her. And she just makes these random decisions to, right, I'm going to go that way or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And you're in it with her. It's It really, really did grab me. Um, and, I, and, you know, this late in the day for somebody to be doing something impressive with a car chase it, that isn't fucking stupid like any of the Fast and Furious movies. And if any of you are thinking of telling me about a brilliant stunt in the Fast and Furious movies, you can fuck off. It's CGI. Anyway, um... Yeah, the rhythm section. Really enjoyed it. Again, I don't want to go too much into what these movies are about because I kind of... Do you know what I mean? I, I What's the what's the point? I, as I've said before, I avoid trailers because trailers give too much away. Sometimes the scenes in the, tra- the, scenes in the trailer aren't even in the fucking film. Um, sometimes there are scenes in the trailer that are the end of the film. But anyway, so I don't want to give too much away, but rhythm section. Really enjoyed it. On Netflix for your delectation, I do believe... Um, next up, The King's Man. The King's Man. Yes, it's the third in the Kingsman trilogy. 
Um, this has a cast, well, a very impressive cast indeed. Ralph Fiennes, Gemma Arterton, uh, Reese Fans, and Matthew Vaughan. No, sorry, Matthew Vaughan's a bloody writer. Um, uh, Peter York is in it, Matthew Good is in it, Sean Yusuf McKee is in it, Charles Dance is in it. I mean, yeah, it's quite the list, isn't it? Um, it and, uh, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's all right. It's a bit of an odd world view. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The Kingsman trilogy is striking me very much like the Kick-Ass trilogy. Kick-Ass, first movie, fucking brilliant. And the reason I make the comparison is written and directed by Matthew Vaughan. Okay? So, uh, Kick-Ass, brilliant. One of my, my favourite directorial directorial debuts if it is a directorial debut and if it isn't it's just one of my favorite movies it's fucking brilliant um love love kick-ass kick-ass 2 kind of gone wrong hence no kick-ass 3 kingsman first first movie sam jackson in it absolutely brilliant lots of laughs great second movie Oh, made it about halfway through. Mm, not good. But this time it didn't. It wasn't so bad that it killed the trilogy. We've got the trilogy, the third movie, and I was left feeling a little bit sort of okay. Well, I've seen that. It's all right. There are some nice set pieces. I, I, yeah. It's just I don't know. It just felt like yes, the trilogy's complete and it's going out with a damp squib, despite the fact that the movie is clearly trying for all its might to set a future up for itself by saying, hey guys, there's loads of potential for more films here. But, you know, can't see it myself. Anyway, next up, for me, heavily anticipated Nightmare Alley. Um, This is by the awesome director um guillermo del toro who brought us pan's labyrinth if you haven't watched pan's labyrinth yet go watch it be amazed he won uh, an oscar for best movie um for the oh fucking hell what was it the the the, the something of water gee the shape of water that was it um and here he brings you nightmare alley well I should have suspected there was something wrong when I tried watching it and thought, hmm, I I don't know, I need to watch this with somebody else. Am I mad? Am I the only person who kind of thinks that? I mean, I watch a lot of movies, but mostly movies on my own because I live on my own. Um, But sometimes there are movies where I think, you know, I need somebody else to bounce off when I'm watching this just to kind of... So anyway, watched um, Nightmare Alley. And... It is, let's have a look, Uh, it's quite long, yeah, it it is long, it is just under, um, well, it's two and a half hours, two and a half hours, okay, so it's not that long, okay, what happens, there's a bloke, he is a bit of a a slick trickster, a bit down on his luck, comes across a a bunch of people who are, you know, carnies travelling around, um, uh, with a carnival and just kind of like, you know, pulling various sticks and he sort of gets in with them and becomes um, uh, a, quite a, you know, quite a force in it. Anyway, um, long story short, it is a very simple tale made 
extra complicated, stretched over a long time. Oh, Kate Blanchett is in it. Bradley Cooper's in it. Tony Collette's in it. I mean, you know, cast to die for. Willem Dafoe's in it. But for me, I really was just left kind of like, hmm, okay. It's one of those where I look at the IMDb rating of 7.1 out of 10, and I, I kind of don't get it because, like, for me, it's a five. It's... it. I mean, it's not even Guillermo del, del Toro's best movie. Put it this way, I've watched it once, that's it. Um, if you want something about carnivals that is set, you know, back in the day and all the rest of it, then this is your movie. Um, but I would, I, I'm, I'm sure some people would love it. It's not something that I can wholeheartedly recommend. And I'm a fan, massive fan of the director as well. But there you go. Never mind. Such is life next up movie called shepherd right now i'm going to admit right off the bat i did not get all the way through this if you did let me know if i missed anything but again uh, you know a, a, a lot of positive reviews uh and and uh, i i just didn't get it i didn't get it at all i thought it was absolutely hideously cliched i mean just hideous Complete with, oh, off to an island, are you? On your own, are you? Oh, are the sheep staring at you, are they? Oh, are things happening? Oh, is there potentially a witch out there? Oh, is it? and it's like, at every turn, you're like, okay, yeah, tick that off, tick that off. And it's not done to the extent where you think, well, you know, it's all just a bunch of cliches and everything, but it's so well done, it fucking, yeah, you know. No, not at all, just bored. So after less than an hour... I turned it off. So, I, you know, this isn't a review, but it, you might get more out of Shepherd than I did. But, um, well, you, guaranteed you will do if you watch it to the end. Anywho, next up, No Exit. No Exit, I, uh, again, really, really enjoyed. Um, from the point of view that it's... Um, oh, I was going to say something then that is... Oh, not a giveaway, um, right? I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, all I'm going to say is I really enjoyed New Exit. Spoke to your man Paul Waller about it. He re he enjoyed it. He gave it a solid six. I'd give it a little bit more than that. I felt it had it had real heart. It had some it had some surprises up your sleeves. I'd kind of already guessed one, um, but but even so, even so. Um, a really, really, I, I thought it was a worthwhile watch, you know, it, it's, I, I really did. Um, there's no massive stars in it at all. Um, but it, it, I, like I said, I just found it um, very cool. Um, and again, one hour, 35 minutes. What is not to love about that? Um, Danny Ramirez, David Reisdahl, and Havana Rose Lou. They're the stars. Um, there's some really good performances in it. Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go all out and say, give No Exit a whirl. You know? Give it a whirl. Wherever you can find it. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I, I thought it was really worthwhile. Um, no Exit. Long story short. Um, breaks out of rehab. Uh, heading to see mum who's in hospital lots of snow has to pull over at a diner and there is no way out of this diner so 
take it from there okay um next up here before again really enjoyed this um now this uh, this is talking my language right this is less less would you believe than 90 minutes yes i know amazing right um so it is it stars andrea riseborough who some of you may know as um more more of a, a director than a um, actress, although she has done an incredible amount of acting as well. She's fantastic in this. Um, one hour and 23 minutes. Is that the fucking business or what? One hour and 23 minutes. 83 minutes. Congratulations to writer and director Stacy Gregg, who tells a, an intricate tale beautifully... Um, it's well directed. The performances are fantastic. The young girl in it is wonderful. Um, and it's simply a family who have another family moving next door to them. And then everything seems to be a bit off. Next door, who've just moved in, their daughter, I don't know, she seems to remind the family they've moved in next to of the daughter they once had who passed away unfortunately um and that's all i'm going to tell you it's um in fact it says when a new family moves in next door to laura and her family their young daughter megan quickly captivates her stirring up painful memories of her own daughter josie who died several years previously that's all i'm going to say don't waste your time watching it trying to guess what the the, what the twist is or where it's just what sit back and watch it 83 minutes here before Andrea Riser was outstanding. Um, the performances are wonderful. And again, Stacey Gregg, what a job. What what a job she does in 83 minutes. You watch that and you kind of think, does there need to be a mo- any movies longer than this? There's, there's, there's an intricate, detailed web of intrigue and all sorts going on here. And it's all done in 83 minutes with absolute satisfaction. And it doesn't feel like a rush. You know, there's beautiful, you know, distant shots of some lovely cinematography. I mean, you know, it does the fucking business. And it's only 83 minutes long. Fuck me. Here before. There you go. Okay. Restless. It's on Netflix. After an hour, I got restless. I made it to the end. It's French. It's all right. Procedural action just lacked something for me. Next up. Flicking through Netflix, going through my list, and you know what it's like. I don't know about you, but the first thing I do is look at what's new and released, as opposed to going to my list, the the carefully curated list of stuff that I've put together over years. I've still not fucking watched, um, but for some reason, I always I'm always scared of missing out on something. So, my um, this uh, one. It was in my list and I thought, you know what it's about? And I was just, you know what it's like? You scram through the list and the movie starts, you see a little bit of it and you think, no, move on, net, 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 net. And I saw one scene from the middle of this film and I was just like, I've got to fucking watch that. And that movie is The Magnificent Seven. It is the remake, clearly, from 2016. Um, and it is, and if you're thinking, oh, fucking hell, but it's really woke. Nope, it isn't. There's some little updating touches, but that's all. Um, but, I mean, 
the 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 scene I the, the the clip that did it for me with the scene I saw was um, with Denzel Washington in it. I mean, you know, Denzel is obviously you're just going to go right. I need to watch that now. So Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, Vincent Do, uh, Dofornio, who is fucking great in it. He always is. Lee Byung Hun, who is fantastic in it. Um, Hayley Bennett, who is superb in it as well. Peter Sarsgaard. I mean, what a bloody cast, right? What a cast. Um, and I, like I said, absolutely loved it. Unaware, I, I mean, maybe I've watched The Magnificent Seven, like, you know, in my childhood or something. I wasn't aware of it. Um, directed by Anton um, uh, Fuqua or Farqua, or I don't, really don't know how to, spell, how to pronounce that, as you can fucking hear. Um just really, really, really enjoyed it. Fantastic performances by everybody. Um, it's two and a quarter hours and it flew by. Really enjoyed it. You see, not, you know, yes, some movies do need to be longer than 83 minutes. What a fucking dickhead I am. Managed to um, uh, contradict myself already. But do you know what? Well, it's not a contradiction. Anyway, The Magnificent Seven, the remake on Netflix. Really enjoyed it if you haven't got around to it cool next up well i enjoyed this it was a light-hearted romp but now it's gone all serious and now it has quite sad overtones and that is the movie that is the foo fighters studio 666 which is a great no it's not a great movie it's a it's a good it's a it's a knockabout horror comedy that you can easily carve 25 minutes out of. Easily. Um, but it's really good. The band are really natural. I really enjoyed it. There's some great cameos. Hey, Lionel Richie. From Lionel Richie to... Well, how, how many movies are going to have Lionel Richie and Kerry King from Slayer doing cameos? Not many. One would almost say it's worth watching for that. And the sad thing is... That I listened to an interview with um, Dave Grohl before this came out, and he was saying that um, you know the the interviewer said was it difficult getting everybody to act, and he said, well, funny you should say that because uh, our drummer Taylor Taylor Hawkins refused to act. He basically said, look, I'm a drummer man, just like I'll just say what I would say in the situation. And let's, you know, everybody else can just do their lines. And I, but I'm, I'm not learning any lines. And, and he said, like, every time they did a new take, he, he, you know, he'd say something similar but different because he, and he said, everything you see in that movie, he is saying himself. None of it was written for him. He is just doing his own thing. And I love him for that. And then we all know what happened within weeks of the movie's release. No more Taylor Hawkins. So it's really, really sad. Um, and you're probably not going to enjoy um, Taylor Hawkins' death scene in the movie um, as much as you would have done. And it's a shame because it is a really good death scene. But um, I enjoyed it. It's no work of art, but, you know, uh, it's worth a watch if you fancy a laugh and, you, and, and also, obviously, if you're into music, which I'm presuming you are if you're listening to this. Next up, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Holy fuck, so much going on there. Really didn't expect... And now now this one, I am not going to give anything away. All I'm going to say is, if you've heard the hype, then you're going to watch the film. Um, it, you know, a lot of people thought Bond was going to be the movie that saved cinema or brought cinema back after COVID. Turns out 
Spider-Man, one of the biggest grossing movies of all time. Spider-Man, No Way Home. It starts literally not giving stuff... Well, I am giving stuff away here, but it happens in the first fucking 30 seconds of the movie. It starts with the world being told that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And so you literally start... You're starting on a nine, yeah? You're starting absolutely... You're going in like, okay, we're in. And it just goes, and it just goes, and it goes to some brilliant places I did not see coming. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, Next up, Windfall. Um, I think this is on Netflix. Um, And, yeah... I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's one hour, 32 minutes. Again, my favourite sweet spot right there. Not many people in it at all. Justin Lader, Jason Segel, Charlie McDowell. Um, uh, oh, sorry, no, I do apologise. <laughs> That's the fucking writers, right? That, w- that was the writers. Um, which, again, is still, is still impressive. So it's, it's directed by Charlie McDowell. Fucking laptop really annoys me. Right. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, it's very, very enjoyable, I found. Um, Lily Collins, Jason Siegel, Jesse Plemons. Three stars. Um, it's a really tight. It's just basically... Well, to give it... To tell you to tell you the... Um, uh, the log line, a man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home, but things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive at the last minute. So there you go. And it's the story of, it's very simple. It's a kind of thing you might have seen done many times before. I enjoyed it. Good payoff. Didn't see the ending coming. Um, and yeah, you know, at 90 minutes, again, it's just a sweet spot in it. It is just the sweet spot. It really is. Absolute, total sweet spot. Love that length. So, next up, let's have a look. After Windfall, um, Night Ride. Now, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think what, where this is on. It Well, it's on Amazon or it's on Netflix. It's one of the two. Um, and... I'd never heard of the director. I didn't recognise any of the actors. It is what's called a one-shot movie. Night Ride is a real-time one-shot thriller about a dealer trying to pull off one last job in order to go straight. Now, I mean, how fucking cheesy does that sound? One last deal before he goes straight. You know, oh, that old classic, really? Do, you know, do I fucking care? Am I bothered? Yes. Yes, I am. This is a very... Uh, well, I I was in. Night ride. It was at night. I enjoyed the ride. Boom, boom. Hey, there you go. Um, again, the, the you know, the 90 minute mark, one hour 37. That includes credits. You're talking 90 minutes here. Really well done. Um, and you're in. You are on, you know, you're, you are on this night ride with him and you're going on it and you want him to succeed and you're really not sure if that's going to be happening at all. It's a real... It's a it's a real ride, so um so yeah, night ride. Um, you you'll notice that when I really like a movie, I don't want to tell you too much about it because I don't want to give it away. But I did really like it. It's it's not amazing, 
Yeah, it's not amazing, but it's very hard to take your eye off because of that um, one-shot style, and it's just constantly moving because he's a driver. So he's either driving or he's out the car or he's on the phone speaking to somebody to get him to do something really important for him. So there you go. Um, definitely worth watching. Reminded me of that movie starring... Oh, fucking hell. This is going to be really annoying. So what I'm going to do is pause and realize, and get the actor's name and the movie I mean, rather than you having to go through the sound of my brain breaking. So the movie is Lock, L-O-C-K-E. Stars Tom Hardy. If you haven't seen Lock, L-O-C-K-E, starring Tom Hardy, then you need to see that. It used to be on Netflix, I think. I'm not sure where it is these days, but it's definitely worth checking out. 90 Minutes of Tom Hardy driving his car down the M1. Now, it's obviously not Tom Hardy. He's playing the role of somebody. But what goes on on that car journey is insane. And if you're thinking, there's no way I'm watching Tom Hardy drive a car for 90 minutes, that sounds shit. That's exactly what I thought. It isn't. Watch it. It also meant a lot to me because it was incredibly accurate because I've driven down the M1. I've done that route so many times and I could see where he was and thinking, yeah, this is all really accurate. Anyway, um, we're not talking about Locke, but I'm throwing that in there anyway. Fuck it. Why not? Hey, fucking there, there, there's one. There, there's an extra one for you. That's a bonus. Um, so Night Ride. Get that. Really enjoyed it. Next up, Out of the Blue. Um, based on a true, a true story, stars Carl Urban, those of you who know, you know, of the Urban clan. It's a true story of a crime that happened in New Zealand many years ago. Um, it's, it's not done documentary style. It is done dramatically. It is a pretty horrible thing that happened and it is really well done. And if that is your kind of thing, then Out of the Blue is, is worth a watch. True story, true crime, really happened, and the just the individual stories of everybody who was involved in it is is quite it, it is quite fascinating. Um, it is quite procedural. It, procedural at times, it's also quite cold. Um, not like a documentary, but I I don't know. It just feel it. it I don't know. It, it feels intrusive at times. Like, well, this is a true story. It, anyway, go for it. Check it out if you want. If it's your kind of thing, if it sounds like it, if not, don't. Anyway, House of Gucci. House of the fucking Gucci. Hey, hey, hey. So obviously, um, Mr. Gucci was shot on the on the steps years ago. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers that. Well, this is the story of how that ended up happening. Um, and it is... It's got all the stars. It's got, um, you know, you, you, basically you've got everything. You've got uh, the big name director, Ridley Scott. You've got the actors, you know, Pacino. Um, it's a name but one. Um, and, oh, and also, massive shout out here. Massive shout out to Lady Gaga. Um, she is, I thought she was just fucking amazing in this. Um, I mean, Adam Driver, Lady Gaga, um, Robert De Niro. I, I, I mean, I kind of have to mention Jared Leto, but he's he's all right in it. Um, but Lady Gaga for me just blew everybody away. All directed by um, uh, Ridley Scott. I really, really enjoyed it. It's it kind of just it's one of those movies that just sort of 
happens. I know that sounds weird, um, but it does. It just, yeah, it just, I don't know. It really, really does feel like it just sort of, it all unfolds before your eyes. There's no sense also, there's no sense of like, well, this is dragging along or, or, you know, what's going on? You just sit there and it just kind of washes over you as a true story. Um, And I really enjoyed it. Nothing more than that, you know, can't see me watching it ever again, but I enjoyed it while it was on. And that's quite, you know, that's quite the achievement given the um, the rather large running time. Again, two hours, 40 minutes, but I enjoyed it. Just proving that in the hands of a master like Ridley Scott, even two hours, 40 can seem like a short time. However, in the hands of somebody who is not, two hours can seem like a very long time. And that is why I, again, didn't get to the end of the movie The Bubble. Now, The Bubble is the latest uh, directorial attempt by Judd Apatow. And I'm going to say attempt because fucking hell, I haven't seen him actually direct anything decent yet. Um, Yeah, The Bubble, it's got all the stars. It's got all the in-jokes about... Oh, about actors, and everyone's having a great time. I mean, and it stars everyone. Peter Serafinovich, Karen Gillan. Um, uh, oh, Rob Delaney's in it as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, fucking everybody. Leslie Mann, Iris Apatow. I wonder how she got a role. Leslie Mann, I wonder how she got a role. Is it is that mother and daughter? Yeah. Oh, mother and daughter of who? Oh, Judd Apatow, the director. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Pedro Pascal's in it, which is quite amusing. Uh, David Duchovny's in it. and But the whole thing just feels like a massive Hollywood joke. Like these Hollywood stars have got together to try and make this film about what stars are like, you know, about what actors are like. And it's all a bit crazy and it's all a bit winking at the camera. And then, you know, there's a... a, a after a while it just makes no fucking sense and you just sat there going why am i watching this what the fuck is going on what where is this going how it's gone nowhere for an hour and then you think it's going somewhere no no it's not it's not all right okay and after a while you realize the movie about these actors trying to finish a film while trapped in a hotel and you just think just fucking leave them in the hotel forever and don't finish the fucking movie yeah so anyway if you make it to the end let me know i was out after a fucking hour yeah i i left that movie after an hour oh but don't worry about that because surely howard an hour that's quite long for an inverted commas comedy isn't it i mean you know it must have only had half an hour left oh no it had another hour to go two hours and six minutes Fucking hell. And don't watch the trailer. The trailer will make you think it's good. The trailer will make you think it's fucking amazing. And the trailer is because all of the scenes in the trailer are the best scenes in a fucking film. Yes, it's one of those. And please, Judd Apatow. Fucking hell. Superbad is a long time ago. Jesus Christ. Stop navel-gazing. Stop having a wank on screen and make something worthwhile, will you, you twat? Right. Um, Next up, Bull. 
it's violent. It is about revenge. It is set in the UK. It is unflinching. It is cold. It is hard. And it will hit you right between the eyes. Bull. B-U-L-L. Check it out. But remember, I did use the word violent. Anywho. Next up, Shut In. I really enjoyed Bull, as you can tell. Shut In. Um, Again, perfect, you know, well, not perfect, but one hour, 29 minutes long. Hey, you're rocking or what? One hour, 29 minutes. Um... A, a a woman gets locked in a cupboard by her ex, who is also a, a drug addict. And you just think, really? You're going to make a movie of that? <laughs> yes, they do. And a fucking good job they do as well. Director DJ, DJ Caruso does a fucking great job. Melanie Toast um, wrote this rather crunchy script. <laughs> Check that out. Um, and I, yeah, really enjoyed it. Straight in, straight in, straight out. Ninety minutes. Um, lots of jeopardy. Lots of twists that you're not expecting. Um, pretty engrossing. Really enjoyed it. Shut in. Check it out. Next up, Metal Lords. Well, if you're into metal, you may have already watched this. It's on Netflix. It's called Metal Lords. It's good. It was a bit of a kids' film for me. Can't say I got a great deal out of it. Um, but it's it's certainly worth watching, and it's a lot better than anything that um, you know you, you're usually going to see regarding metal. And I have to say, I have to say, a big shout out to the cast because the three main cast members who are clearly actually you know ended up being a little bit of a band band, Jaden Martell um, as Kevin, Adrian Greensmith who is fucking superb as Hunter. And um, Isis Hainsworth as Emily. The three of them are absolutely superb. There are some uh, really cool um, metal... um, uh, Oh, what's the word? Cameos in it? Yep, there you go. And uh, and yeah, I I just didn't get that much out of it because I'm not, you know, 16. Um, But there are some really, really good... There are some jokes in there that some people aren't going to get. Like, for instance... Um, uh, the um, oh, hang on, the uh, the girl character Emily, um, is is want, looking to buy a book on bass and heavy metal bass, and she picks up um the Unjustice for All songbook. Hey, <laughs> boom, boom. A lot of people think that they uh, that that that's their joke. Hey, I said to the wife, I said. When the scene came on, I said to the wife, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna find much bass in that, love." Oh, 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 how we laugh! No, no, the joke is that she is picking the book up. That 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 is already the joke. Okay, just just in case. Anyway, anyway, look, I'm being a bit of a twat there, but um, yeah, uh, I I enjoyed it. You're into metal, watch it. What you doing? Yeah. Next up, fucking hell, after Yang. Right after yet now you might be thinking Howard with a title like that serves you right whatever happened. Um, Colin Farrell, one of my favourite actors. A score of six point seven on IMDb, one hour thirty six minutes long. What's not to like? 
this fucking film. That's what. Jesus Christ. Has there been a more annoying cast? Colin Farrell, it, he gets on your nerves. Jodie Turner-Smith, fucking hell. She got on my nerves very quickly. Um, and just stayed on them, frankly. And then, and then there's Mika, who is the daughter. And then there's Yang, who is the, uh, just so we're clear, android slash robot. Yeah? And this is... This is the um, this is the logline, right? The logline is: in the near future, a family reckons with questions of love, connection, and loss after their AI helper unexpectedly breaks down. Well, let's read some user reviews. I don't normally do this, but um, touching and thought-provoking look at AI. Seven out of ten. Profound and beautiful. Eight out of ten. Gentle and lyrical and flawless, 7 out of 10. Brilliant, 9 out of 10. Pretentious and boring, 4 out of 10. Well, mate, El Jefe, I fucking agree with you. I mean, for, I mean, anybody, anyone, right, who uses the words lyrical about a movie can fuck off for a start, right? So few of these high-concept, low-budget sci-fi films succeed, it is important for both critics and viewers alike to honour those that pull it off. That said, to argue that the brilliance of this film lies in its ability to leave the viewer with weighty thoughts afterwards is to miss the joy and compassion of the film in real time. It's not! It's fucking boring! Yeah? I couldn't give a shit about the fucking walking fucking computer for a start, right? And as for the owner... All he does is just fucking pitter-patter around trying to find a way to fix it. He finds out that there's a chip in the bastard, right, that's got some memories recorded that might be interesting. It, so he goes around occasionally playing the memories. He, here's the news. They're not interesting, right? Then that's it. All he does is just consider. He just considers the possibility of what all of this means and why is this happening and and then fucking hell then he goes on about it, it like colin um farrell is a guy who runs a tea shop in it and geez they go on and on about tea you should not only be able to taste the tea you should also be able to taste the forest the circumstances under which the tea was grown the feeling within the tea oh yourself will you it's a cup of tea not an orgasm you twat and it's like so let's do a few more reviews shall we um somnambulant three out of ten not worth the time one out of ten pure emote four out of ten uh and then nine out of ten strikes chord then 10 out of 10 the, the ascetics are incredible nine out of ten moving and melancholic Two out of ten. Dull, morose, professional, a nonsensical turd. <laughs> Dull, morose, pretentious, and nonsensical turd. There you go. So anyway, look, basically, I did not fucking enjoy this fucking film, and it was 90 fucking minutes. You're going to fucking really manage to fucking piss me off in fucking 90 fucking minutes. You've got to be pretty fucking shit if you're going to fucking do that. And that's what this fucking movie fucking did. After Yang chop his fucking head off. Next up, The Batman. Now, what I enjoyed about The Batman was pretty much fucking everything. 
I thought it rocked. Although, I have to say, <coughs> excuse me, shout out to um, Paul Waller of the A Year in Horror podcast. And if you're not already a subscriber, why the fuck not? Get on it. Four or five hours of podcasting goodness every month. Are you mad? <coughs> Get on it. Anyway, to steal a quote from Paul, who is the MVP in this music? Most valuable player. <coughs> In this music, in this movie, Jesus, it's falling apart. But to be fair, I'm on 44 minutes, but I need to get a fucking drink here. Hang on. There we go. So, oh, good Lord. Yes, um, MVP, most important, most uh, valuable player is the rain. (laughs) This movie has lots of it. It is raining everywhere all the time. But anyway, other than that, um, I really enjoyed this. A, a different take on Batman, a different take on how he operates, a different take on the Batmobile, which I really liked, which sounds a bit like, you know, childish, you know, but put it this way, three hours, really enjoyed it. All I can tell you about it is that I enjoyed it enough to want to watch it again, and um, that's kind of all you really need to know. If you were thinking, if you were half in the bag about this, then just get in the fucking bag. Really enjoyed it. Um, looks fantastic, great action, uh, just, yeah, and some nice surprises, and also reminded me of what a fantastic song, Something in the Way by Nirvana is, um, it appears on the soundtrack, it's a brilliant pick, and it's just at the right time, and, um, and I think, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I think they nicked a couple of the main chords from it, and built the theme out of it as well. Um, really good. Really enjoyed it. Next up, the outfit. Watched this a couple of days ago. Absolutely loved it. Mark Rylance um, plays a tailor, um, and it's what happens in it. You kind of, I don't know. I kind of expected, but there's there's a few twists and turns. Put it this way. Again, it's more it's more like a play. It's all set in a tailor's. Uh, Zoe Dutch is fantastic in it, but I love her anyway. And and Mark Ryan together is just brilliant. And the tagline is: "An expert cutter must outwit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night." And again, what can I say? Yeah, the sweet spot has been hit. Nearly one hour and 45 minutes, but it doesn't hang around this movie at all. It's great. It's wonderful. Fantastic acting. Really well done. Subtle clues. Um, and, and one of those set pieces where you just think, wow. You know, at the end of it, you just kind of go, yeah, do you know what? I really enjoyed that. And it just leaves you with a satisfied, satisfied smile on your face. And there's something about that, isn't there? It really is. That's what that's what we like films. So that one's called The Outfit. So make sure you check that out. Now on to TV series. Okay. So first up, Ozark. What a great show. What a great new series. If you're not watching it, get on with it. Start at the beginning. Um, and if you are watching it, I'm sure you're enjoying it as much as I am. Next up, Mayan. Mayans. Mayans is now on the BBC. It's been difficult to track down. It's so long since I watched the last season. I've tried to pick up with it again. And I guess my feelings on Mayans, which is a spin-off, uh, for those of you who don't know, from uh, Sons of Anarchy, is that it's a not-as-good spin-off as Sons of Anarchy. And, yeah, 
that's it really. I don't know. It's just not working for me. Something I forgot to mention the last time was the series Hawkeye from the Marvel Universe. Really fucking enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Because remember, Hawkeye doesn't have special powers. Okay? He's not a superhero. And there's some really interesting... Um, they they go some go down some really interesting kind of alleyways with that for a want of a better expression. So Hawkeye definitely worth checking out on Netflix. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, starring Kristen Bell, one of my favourite comedy actresses, and fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Stupid ending. Um, there's clearly going to be some more. Just. At times, incredibly gripping. At other times, incredibly funny. And that's a very, very hard thing to do. Really well balanced. Um, Watch episode one. If you enjoyed that, you're in. By the end of episode one, you're either in or you're out. So that's The Woman in the House Across the Street from The Girl in the Window. That's on Netflix. Next up, on Amazon, Reacher. Starring Alan Richson as Jack Reacher. The titular Jack Reacher. Yes, not... Tom, I'm only five foot three, uh, Cruz, which was always a terrible idea to start him as Jack Reacher. Anyway, um, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the series. Smashed through it all. Really well done. I've got no skin in the game as regards Reacher, the character, or the book, or anything like that. Don't anything. Just enjoyed it. But funnily enough, recommended it to somebody else. And the very reason I enjoyed it, which is the dude playing Reacher, they didn't enjoy it. So there you go. It's kind of one of them. He's a kind of bit of a smart Alec like lead character, and you're either like, oh cool, yeah, I'm on his side, or yeah, he's an annoying prick, and that will kind of decide whether you watch it or not. Um, next up, the sinner. Well, the sinner is on to series four, and season one was great. Season two was oh, and they, they've been a bit hit and miss, but this season, oh man, yeah, just really it's the fourth season and it felt like such a slog to get to the end of this it really did and as i sit here thinking about it i can't actually remember how the season finishes and it's the last one and it yeah if you've watched all three seasons and you're thinking oh i must get around to that yeah you don't it's 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 not a it, it it's not a killer it's not great it's all right, but it fucking drags. Um, next up, I'm still watching this. Future Man. Really amusing. Um, it's on Amazon, uh, on Amazon Prime. I think it's about three seasons of it now. I'm just getting toward, towards the end of the first season. Um, and um, yeah, what can I say? It is funny. Uh, really well written. Um, some great, like, some, just some, yeah. Short episodes, all the rest of it. If you want something that is, you know, going to give you a giggle and is worth sticking with, Future Man on Amazon, give it a shout. Next up, well, everything I said about The Sinner, you can say about Pieces of Her. Now, Pieces of Her, first episode, had me. 52 minutes, really good, really enjoyed that. Um, Stars Tony Collette. Bella Heathcote, Jessica Barden, although she's hardly in it, um, which is a shame because I really like her. And she's a Leeds fan. Good girl, Jess. Um, but she, she's hardly in it. And when a Saturday afternoon trip to the mall with her mother suddenly explodes into violence and a drift young woman's conception of her mother is forever changed. This takes a, an inordinate amount of time 
to get to take you to where you knew it was fucking going. Um, I mean, look, what I will say is good luck. Okay, good luck, because there is it's a bit of it's a bit of a slog. That's what I found about this. I found it to be a bit of a slog. I really, really did. Um, I, I yeah, it's, I got to the end. I got to the end, but there were times. It's only eight episodes, but there were times where I look back on it now and think eight episodes. That is nearly eight hours. They could have done this in half that. Um, and the, and but the weird thing is, there are good episodes in there, and then there are episodes where you're like, for fuck's sake, just somebody do something. So you know, it's it's. It's not a recommendation. It's not a slagging. It's a kind of give it a whirl and and see what it does for you. Because I know what it did for me, which was not a massive amount. But I did make it to the end. Next up, really enjoyed re-watching in preparation for season two, Russian Doll. Um, Yeah, season one, if you haven't watched it already, watch it. Russian Doll. um, Really, really enjoyed it. It's high concept. Um, a woman keeps dying and she can't figure out why. She's stuck in the same day. It's a bit that whole groundhog thing. Um, and it, it, that's Natasha Lyon in the, um, in the lead role, I think is absolutely brilliant. She's also one of the creators along with Amy Poehler. Um, it's, yeah, I, d- I don't want to tell you too much about it. I really don't. All I want to say is that season one, watch it. Don't look it up on IMDb or anything like that because you will see spoilers for season two, which I've just noticed and I've managed to avoid them as well um, because I'm only about halfway through episode one of season two. Russian Doll, thoroughly recommend it. Um, Although if you're trying to give up smoking, not a good idea to watch this. She smokes in nearly every scene. Next up, Hard Sell. Um, Now, this is the uh, Catherine Tate prison comedy um that has appeared i'm not sure if it's on netflix or amazon i think it might be netflix in fact i think it is yeah and um what can i say well written well acted Catherine tate wow she's amazing look she's like about eight different characters in this episode oh woo yeah but it's done as a documentary and the minute that you invoke a workplace documentary I'm judging you against The Office. And The Office, this isn't. Because straight out the gate, it's like, it doesn't feel like a documentary. It feels like a bunch of actors being filmed and and they are pretending that it's a documentary. So for a start, that sets the whole... If if the foundations are weak, the house is going to fall over. And and yeah, and it's just a bit like that. And, And after a while, it just kind of felt like is this just Catherine Tate showing off? Uh, and she's brilliant. I'm not having a go. But when the laughs come, they're, oh, <laughs> and, oh yeah, and, oh, that's really well observed. And yeah, oh, um, yeah, okay. And yeah, that was it really. So, hmm, not going to go very far with that. Next up, Archive 81. Again on Netflix. Again spooky, again time-shifting. I'm five episodes in, and I'm 
I'm kind of struggling to stay with it. Um, although I'm, I've been told by a number of friends that, you know, I, I should, um, but it, I don't know it, there's, there's something about it that they are again, long episodes are an hour long. Um, uh, I, I mean, everybody in it is, you know, they're great actors, etc. Um, there's eight episodes I'm about halfway through. So yeah, you know. You're not long behind me if you want to check it out. Um, after episode one, I was I was in. I don't know. It's just it's it's going in directions that I'm not really sure about, and I'm not sure if there's any merit in it. But we'll see. We'll see. So there you go. I don't know what to make of that. Archive eighty one. Still watching it. It's not even a review, really, is it? Not even fucking useful. Sorry about that. Finally, better call Saul. Final season um, of this superb. Um, spin-off from Breaking Bad and to be honest with you um, I mean you know if you're still thinking mm, I don't know spin-off it's now been running longer than Breaking Bad give it a fucking break really enjoyed it only two episodes in and I've got really <laughs> I, I've got all excited about this again right now I'm back to oh they're only releasing one episode a week that's cool I've come full circle. I'm no longer Mr. Binge. I'm finally getting out of pandemic habits, I think, which feels great. It really does. And hopefully that gives you all, um, I don't know, some, you know, a little pointer, a little direction, a little shove towards some stuff you might like. Then also maybe stuff that you don't like in there. But whatever is in there, um, I, um, you know, if, if I didn't like it and you liked it, let me know why. If I liked it and you didn't, let me know why. It's all great. They're all opinions. Nobody's right. No one's wrong. It's all just opinions. And these are, of course, just my opinions on some movies and TV shows that I've been watching recently. Have a great week, month, year, life, wherever you are. And stay subscribed to Talking Bollocks for more of this, for more old bollocks, for more Talking Bollocks and more movie bollocks. It's all bollocks, really, isn't it? You know. Thanks a lot. You would have got this earlier if you'd signed up to Patreon, but he didn't. Never mind. Maybe next time. See ya.